Are you a starting out coach or have you got your own business and you're always looking for ways to improve your services and your offering to your clients? This week's episode is in response to a listener Q&A about my five top tips for starting out coaches. Welcome to Relaunch My Life Radio. I'm your host, Juliet Lever, and a few years ago, I personally relaunched my own life from being a workaholic, alcoholic, and chocoholic to now living a life of my own design. I'm on a mission to free you from an unfulfilling job or passionless life. And so with 10-minute tips and 30-minute interviews and stories to tune into, tune into Relaunch My Life Radio to discover your highest potential and feel inspired to live a life of zero regrets. If you want more, be sure to hit subscribe and visit us at www.relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. Well, this week's episode is in response to a listener's question, and even though from the outset it may appear not to be relevant to you if you're not a coach or not wanting to be a coach, I encourage you to stay open to the messages within this podcast and perhaps apply them to your work or your personal life, because I really believe we can learn something from everything. And so even if you're not a starting out coach, if you've been working in your own business for quite a long time, or you've been wanting or thinking about working in a new way, this could just help you to look at things from a new perspective. So this podcast is my five top tips for starting out coaches. Now, I have been coaching now for over four years, and it's honestly one of the best self-development practices you could ever have as a line of work, because you really do have to walk your walk and talk your talk if you want to be a successful coach. There are so many coaches out there, and honestly, it seems like the last few years, everyone has a piece of advice or everyone has their own perspective and and lots of people offering coaching these days. And in fact, even when I started out, when I first started even getting interested in life coaching over five years ago, someone very close to me in my life was a pretty big dream crusher. They said to me, ugh, everyone's a life coach these days. And it stung a little, honestly, at the time, and I think it does whenever someone kind of shuts down one of your dreams. But this tiny voice inside of me just said, don't listen. This is important. And perhaps the reason there are so many people getting into life coaching is because one, people are more open to it. And two, people are in need of new solutions, of new pathways and of new ways of getting success. One of the things that I'm super passionate about when I teach NLP, and NLP really is the study of excellence and modeling excellence, and so coaching provides an incredible opportunity for you to be able to work with someone who has walked the path that you're wanting to walk. Why would you bang your head against the wall and do things the hard way if you could work with someone that can show you the way and guide you on a path, your path, in a way that's going to help you overcome some obstacles? And oh my gosh, have I learned from some pretty big mistakes over the last four years. Having my own business has been the biggest learning curve I could have ever imagined. And I agree with anyone that says, you know, once you quit a full-time job and you become an entrepreneur, you give yourself kind of two full-time jobs because you're thinking about it all the time. And once your passion is what you do for your work, 
there's no, you know, checking out and having a weekend. It's, it's all the time. And that's great. And also challenging at the same time, but I'm so passionate and I have been a successful coach for the last four years, working full time on my own in my business and working with hundreds of clients all over the world. And I've learned so much and really pride myself on providing such a safe space in a coaching context for people to really realize their dreams. And so these five top tips are for starting out coaches and they're really valuable. And I want you to pay attention to the messages in them and really consider them from my perspective and and what's what's going to help you really on your journey. So the first, and this comes into play when I'm teaching Reiki or NLP or working with anyone who's a starting out coach, and that's really the idea of healer, heal thyself. So initially, a lot of people get into a coaching or a healing line of work because they have this deep immense desire to help others. And sometimes that deep burning desire can be a little imbalanced. It can be from a sense of lack within, and it can actually be as a result of seeing something or someone in the world out there that is broken and needs to be fixed and wanting to go in and fix them or help them. And so perception is projection. And this is one of the things that I talk about in NLP. And so if you are seeing the world or people as broken, you're going to create the world or you're going to create situations to see all of the ways that people that you meet are broken and you're going to see people as needing to be fixed. Now, I know that my clients are whole and complete and they are perfect the way that they are. I also know that there are things that I can teach and share and learn and there are some amazing tools that I have used that I know I can use with my clients and I can teach in my trainings that really help empower people to get results and to become more resourceful in their lives. But it's not because they're broken. It's because these things can help. And it's not because they need to be fixed. It's because I know that these things have helped me. And so I can just share them with people from that whole balanced place of knowing that I've worked on myself and I've healed these wounds within myself. So I'm not holding that space from a position of needing to fix someone. It's really holding this space from a position of saying, look, I've learned some pretty big lessons and I've walked this path. If you need a hand, I'm here if you need and if you want to work with me. It's a very different energy than I think those people out there that see that they need to do things and they need to, to step in and save people. And so if one of the most beautiful things to really remember is if you're feeling like you really need to help someone or, or someone really needs to be fixed or you're wanting to step in, then just take a moment and check what it is about that person that could be teaching you something in yourself that you need to fix or work on first. So for example, if you see someone that is dealing with, you know, a lot of uh, anger in their life or, or some bringing people into their life that are angry, look at the theme for yourself and, and contemplate for yourself. First of all, am I angry about anything? Is there anything that I haven't expressed or who or what or how is anger showing up for me in my life? And do some self-reflection on that first. And so whilst, you know, I work with clients for, for, for my full-time work and obviously teach Reiki and NLP courses, so much of my life as well is around clearing and checking and, and being self-aware and noticing the themes and the patterns of the work that I'm doing and making sure that I'm not projecting any of my unresolved, unconscious things onto my clients. So this is a really important thing to remember when you're working with people, no matter what, in, in whatever context, even in a business context or a relationship context as well, you know, a lot of people that I work with, they feel like their partner is the one that needs to be fixed or helped. And so what we look at in that coaching arrangement is, well, what is it within yourself that needs to shift? And um, 
sure if we all brought everyone to a therapist, everyone in our life that annoyed us or triggered us to a therapist, then our lives would be perfect. But we know that's not possible. And and the real only way you can change the world is if you change yourself. So the first thing to remember is heal or heal thyself. Make sure if you're going into a coaching role as well and you're going to be working full-time especially make sure you're getting your own healing and therapy and you're working with a coach too I believe all coaches should have a coach because we can't see our blind spots and I have someone that I work with that I trust very much every single month just to help keep me aware and, and fresh as well and make sure that I'm noticing anything that could be coming up as well so number two is around working with clients and resistance or resistance to change is a sign of a lack of rapport. Now, this is actually one of the presuppositions of NLP. And so if you're not getting results with your client, it's really important to work on building more rapport with them. So a beautiful way to do that is at the start of every session, I'll take three deep breaths with my client. And so just do that now. Just take a deep breath in and out. And another deep breath and out. And one more deep breath. Breathe all the way into your stomach and then breathe out. And the beautiful thing is in a coaching environment, you're the leader. You're really setting the pace of the session. And so your client is going to mirror you. And so if you're in your head, you know, worrying about what you're going to do in the session or the structure of it, or you're way too much in your kind of logical mind and you're not in your awareness, in your body, in your intuition, in your presence, then that can really break rapport with a client. And guess what? It's going to put your client more into their head. And if they're already an overthinker, that can be really challenging. So remember, if you relax, your client will relax. And so resistance can be a sign of a lack of rapport. So make sure you breathe. Make sure you're both really clear on what the intention is of the session as well. And that can get you amazing results. And if you ever feel that the the session is, you know, going off path or there's any resistance in that way, just bring them back to relaxing and bring them back to the intention of the session. And that can help to keep things back on path. So the third is to charge, is to actually receive payment for your session. And I've coached a lot of new coaches who, when I ask them about their payment process or what they're actually charging, they say to me, oh, I haven't actually charged for any sessions yet. I'm doing free sessions at the moment just to get my practice up. And to me, that's a big no-no. In Reiki and in NLP, the one big thing is to make sure there is a form of energy exchange. And honestly, money is the simplest and most clearest form of energy exchange that we have. Uh, And and so what it really is as well is it's a form of commitment that that person is making, commitment to making the change, commitment to doing the work, commitment to working with you. I have this belief that, you know, if you're working harder than your client, then it's probably your problem, not theirs. So make sure you're valuing your time, yourself. And in my book as well, there's the process for understanding what your dollar value is. And so I encourage you to go through that process too and work out what your hourly rate should be and um, and that way you know that you're valuing yourself and your time and you're going to really put that intention into that session that you're working with them and one thing that's really beautiful and I was actually told by a mentor early on in my coaching career is that the money that they're paying to you for coaching or for healing or whatever your modality is it's actually not you that they're paying that money to or for they're paying that for themselves 
yeah, they're valuing themselves when they say, I'm going to pay $200 or $300 for this coaching session. They're actually saying, I'm worth this and this problem no longer being in my life is worth this amount. If someone's only willing to invest $50, they're kind of on the fence. They're not really all that invested or committed in changing the problem and the solution. And I do believe that you get what you pay for. And honestly, as I when I first started out, obviously I wasn't charging as much, but over time it increased as demand increased and my skill set increased and my clients' results increased. And honestly, the, the more that you charge, the better your clients are as well. So remember, your clients are valuing themselves when they're paying for your service or whatever it is. And the last thing you want to do is undervalue what you're offering and get so burnt out that you stop wanting to offer it. What a shame that would be to this planet. So, so far we've got healer, heal thyself. We've got focusing on creating rapport and remembering that resistance is a sign of a lack of rapport. We've got making sure that you charge for your service. The next one that I want to explain is about a reminder that I think everyone needs to hear when they're in this sort of line of work. And it's that you are enough. So many coaches feel like they need to just keep studying, keep learning, and that they need to have everything in their backyard cleaned before they work with other people. And that's honestly not realistic. We always all have things that we're working on. And that's the beauty of life. You know, there's always challenges and obstacles. It's just you know, your challenges or problems get a bit better quality over time. And so if you know that you just need to be one or two steps ahead of who you're coaching, you can really be of most service to help them up to that next level. Imagine if you were 20 steps ahead of what the person that you were coaching, that gap might be too wide. So if you kept studying and learning and perfecting, there might be such a big gap between who you want to serve and what you know and what you can offer that you actually can't serve those people effectively. And I believe in the law of attraction, they wouldn't even make it into your reality. So make sure that you know, like you are ready. And if you've got the skills and the qualifications and, and you've, you know, you've, you've studied whatever courses that you know that you can be of service but there's this fear holding you back, then I encourage you to just get out there and, and start working and know that you can make a difference and you can start working in, in this field of service that you want to be in. And so the last tip that I've got for starting out coaches is to always remember that your client's definition of success is and can be and is allowed to be vastly different to yours. So always respect your client's model of the world and discover, you know, well, what does success mean to you? And what do you really want to get from this, this coaching and this relationship? And make sure you're always keeping that in mind and stretching your client. Yes. Within the boundaries of what feels reasonable to them and their model of the world. And so working with that and never projecting what you believe onto them, of course, you know, you can see that there's so much opportunity and potential. And that's what I see in all of my clients, but you also have to maintain it within what they're going to, you know, be able to work to what's believable for them in their model of the world and really respecting that. And, you know, to one person's success is so different to another's. So always make sure that you're asking your client questions and never assuming anything and not projecting, you know, what you think they should be doing, always listening to your client and, um, and keeping yourself, you know, respecting of what the client wants and, and keeping that in mind. And gosh, that's a whole 
another topic, I think, for another day. There's so many tips for starting out coaches, and I love this question. I think it's very important. And, you know, if you are a starting out coach, I'd love to know what you have been challenged with or what's maybe been holding you back or what you've been doing well and what you've been struggling with. And if you're not a coach and you've listened to this podcast episode, I just encourage you to sort of think about it anyway. In your business, a lot of these tips about, say, rapport and even charging for for your services, they're all applicable and you can really apply them to your life, whether you're a coach or not. So that's all for this week's episode. I really love sharing about this. I'm very passionate about it. And honestly, majority of the clients that I work with these days are coaches themselves. And so uh, my NLP practitioner training is coming up in August as well. There's about four spots left for it. So if you have been thinking about joining it, now's the time. Our pre-study has just been released. So there's a week Uh, 12 weeks there's one subject every week that everyone's going through to study leading up to the training and uh, it would be awesome to have you along to that so any questions at all you can always reach out to me at julia at relaunchmylife.com.au but for now i'm just wishing you the most wonderful week thank you so much for your support and for listening to relaunch my life radio it's awesome to see all your comments and get all your emails every week and yeah it's beautiful to just see so many people tuning in and and really aligning to this message so thank you so much got some awesome interviews coming up in the future as well of course lots more q and a's and if you have a question you can email it through to me as well have a beautiful week and i will speak to you next week that's this week's episode from relaunch my life radio live from australia visit us at relaunchmyliferadio.com for more and remember it's never too late to relaunch your life